everyone. Welcome to Group Text. This is someone, today's guest is someone that I've known for quite a while and have adored for quite a while, Eva Marcel. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Melissa. How are you? I'm good. I don't even know where to start with you, but I do know one thing, which is obviously the most treasured and important thing on your resume was guest hosting Fashion Police. Whoop, whoop. And I did, oh my God, some of the most amazing times I ever had on TV were Fashion Police with you, your mom, Robert Verdi, <laughs> like back in the day. Yes. Back in the day. Yes. I mean, I don't know how possibly your career could have ever hit anything bigger than that. At all. I mean, obviously. And can I just say for the record, your mom is the most consummate professional. I remember her coming into my dressing room, not because she was prompted to or asked, just to introduce herself to me and to welcome me. And she, when I came back again, she did it again. She's, she was just the most, she has been taught so well. And if all of the actors and entertainers could take anything out of her book, <laughs> graciousness is truly the key. Absolutely. I mean, you have managed to do basically everything possible you one could do in the entertainment business. So I'm just going to start from the beginning. Okay. What made you want to be on Top Model and what was the audition process like? So I tried out for Top Model because I thought it would be a good segue into me becoming an amazing designer. So I've always loved fashion. And while I was in college, um, I was a part of a lot of the fashion shows there as a model and as a designer and a stylist moreover. And so some girls from my fashion show told me about Tyra Banks having a modeling competition that I might wanted to try out for. And I was told, I was like, look, this is a hobby. It's fun. But who will ever hire me as a model and like pay me money to pay bills? And why did you think that? Why did you think that? I I mean, because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Um, I I have often thought things were beautiful that others don't. Um, I have often thought that things might have been strange that the rest of the world thinks are perfect. And so because of that, me being the oddball, the wildflower, the the different person amongst uh, the group, I didn't see myself as beautiful, like in any kind of a classic or not classic kind of a way at all. So what was the audition process like? So auditioning was, uh, it was, uh, I lied. I'm just going to start there. (laughs) I lied. How did you lie? Okay. So the audition, the initial audition was in Atlanta when I was in college. And And where um, were you in school? Yeah. Where I was in, um, I was in undergraduate school studying speech, communication, broadcasting, journalism. Where? At Clark Atlanta University. Okay, the home let's of give a w- shout. Yes, give, shout, give a out shout out to the HBCUs, the home of W.E.B. Du Bois, where Spike Lee started his film love and career. Um, love my institution. But I was uh, going to school there and I heard about an audition at uh, the local mall. So my best friend and I go and the lines like wrapped around the mall. It was absolutely crazy. I had to be at work and I was not going to uh, jeopardize my punctuality. So I decided to leave and I went to work. Well, I looked up online to find out when the next audition was. And it said it was in Memphis. 
So I drove my little Nissan Sentra from Atlanta to Memphis, only to realize it was the callback audition, not the at like the. And so when I get there, they're like, so I'm so glad you guys made the callbacks. Where did we first see you? And so I realized I was I was in in four. So I just made up a lie on the fly. So I, I first saw you in Atlanta. It was fabulous. A beautiful woman. So happy to finally get here. And for some reason, Michelle Mock, who was casting, I just, I just cannot seem to find your name. And I don't know how I could forget your personality. I'm like, I have no clue. Oh, my <laughs> God, Michelle, how, how dare you? And so I finagled my way into the audition with my best friend. Um, she's who is an amazing dancer and beautiful girl, didn't end up making the modeling part of things, but she supported me the whole ride. And um, two weeks later, I got a phone call while I was back at work and I was uh, asked if I would like to come and go to uh, Los Angeles for the semifinal rounds to be chosen to go on America's Next Top Model season three. And so did what in the audition, was it just like an interview or did you have to pose or did oh you have my to- God. Audition was crazy. So I thought I was signing up for a modeling competition. So I thought, hey, look semi-fashionable. Moreover, be a hanger, something that someone can put some clothes on, look fierce, that's it. No, they wanted to know, did you have any special talents? Could you sing? Can you dance? And I can't do any of that. <laughs> so I was, I mean, I, I can't, I can like hold a beat, but no choreography, no singing, no dancing. I'm not a lyricist. So I remember this girl in front of me, she like broke out into spoken word and she's like clapping and snapping and shit. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do for my talent? So um, I told them my talent was walk. You could have said my talent was acting because I lied and got here. <laughs> right. I should have told them that. But I told him my talent was uh, walking, the catwalk. I know I'm um, only 5'7", but uh, I thought this was a modeling competition and the best of the best can walk better than the rest. So I'm going to show you guys how it's done. All the confidence in the world, no clue to what the hell I was doing. And uh, I strutted my little bow leg itself across that room and posed and strutted back and... I ended up getting chosen last person, but I was chosen to go into the house. And then you won. I can't believe it. I, I still can't believe that I won. And the reason why, Melissa, is because beauty is subjective. Beauty is one of those things that changes. It fades. It is an essence. It's not a look. So what were these people looking for? Like, I never understood what exactly initially what we were supposed to be delivering um, because everyone was so beautiful. So, I mean, well, compared to you're not exactly, you know, you're not exactly unattractive. I mean, you're gorgeous. Well, it takes one to know one. Thank you very much. Yeah. I, all I've left are my teeth and my hair. That's all that's left. That's good. Shit, by the way, that's the first thing I saw. Like, Jesus, your teeth are beautiful. Thank you. But. You know, all the women are beautiful in their own right. So I just didn't understand what there was about me that would make me stand out. Um, and what I learned, which is what I live my life by now, is just be you. Because there is no other you. Every slot is taken. Everyone else is taken. But you 
are the only unique you. And so I just, I was myself when it was lunchtime and it was time to eat. I made sure your crew had food too, because they were there before us. They'll be there after us. Um, I was always considerate of others, even though I was very spicy. Um, and I think that is really what took me the long, uh, got me through and gave me longevity is really understanding what a production takes. And it's oh my God. about you. It's shocking. People don't get how long, especially competition shows Woo! take to, and the hours, the hours, the energy. I mean, Tyra single-handedly stapled and put wallpaper up on our walls for design. The uh, story editors were also, uh, on the in the field crew and um, producers, you don't really understand everyone's components until the end. So, what you would love to do is to just be kind to everyone, be a respecter right. of no one, no man, no person. Treats everyone the same with the kindness that all people deserve, and you'll get very far. What's interesting, though, and I think you've probably found this all through your career, and I, a lot of people don't understand this, is for the time that you're shooting you really become family. Yes. And is there, and, but you then, unfortunately, you usually end up losing touch with people. You do, but it's like that summer camp. Do you remember that one year summer camp when you kept those one, like that one good friend? Yeah. So it's like that. Like you meet people along the way. A lot of times as an actor, I've learned, we all have our own process. And depending upon what project you're doing, I just finished a television show called All the Queen's Men. Which we're going to get to. Thank you. Well, I play the head of the mafia. I am <laughs> a, I have, uh, after my grandmother who owned the brothel, um, I'm a madam by trade. And there was a lot that went into my process to become that person. And so a lot of times on set, if you don't know the people ahead of time or you don't understand each process, you might find yourself a little turned off because you don't understand what's going on. Like, we're just here to have fun. And it's like, no, sweetheart, we're here to work. Yeah. And it's what number pro- number two or number three with Tyler per- Perry for you? So funny thing, Tyler gave me an opportunity about 14, 15 years ago, yeah. a show called House of Pain, where I met my yeah. ex. Beyonce there, all that, all of that. And then this project happens to be one of the first projects from his production company that um, he's not over, that he did not write. He didn't direct. He did not create. Man, it's something very different for those that are used to Tyler Perry in a very delicious and refreshing way. Because I mean, is he overseeing it since it's his company? He's the benefactor. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, Daddy Warbucks has to make sure that everything is going well. But yeah. um, he, de- he he gave us an opportunity as creatives, uh, the female execs, Michelle, Elon, and Deandra, along with the writer and creator, Christian Keys. He gave us the opportunity to really go in there and to be artists and to really lay on the table all that we had to offer. And it was beautiful. Did you have to audition or were you offered? I wanted to audition. So I got a phone call from Tyler. I was, I literally had a pair of underwear in my hand. I was in Victoria's Secret. And, I get, <laughs> and that's one of those names that when it comes up on your phone, you answer. You answer, but then you have these crotchless draws in your hand and you're like, <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> do I drop the underwear? Do I, what do I do? Is he around? So he calls me and he tells me that he has a really cool project. It's very different. Um, but he thinks that I can not only pull it off, but he thinks that I'm the perfect person for it. So he's going to send it over and to see what I thought. I was three, four months postpartum kind of trying to figure out who I was again. Body was weird, mental, spiritual, everything. So wait, I came three, home. Wait, 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 wait. So you're four months postpartum. You're in Victoria's Secret buying crotchless panties. Well, I was looking at them. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, that's how we have three children now. We have to... <laughs> The doctor said that in a couple of weeks, I was able to go and start playing on the love below. And so I was just <laughs> getting ready there, you know? Oh, my God. But that's a fantastic story that that's, of course, when he called. But, I mean, props for going for the pan- pan- crotchless panties that post that soon to postpartum where which people don't do you're still stuck stick tucking your stomach into your pants exactly well you what you do is you get them a little bit smaller so you can stuck stuff your stomach into the strap so you ah. stuck your stomach under the strap you pull the strap up give you the old school baywatch look and there we go and there we go but there anyway so he, he calls while you're Trying on crotchless panties. Yes. And he told me about this amazing part and uh, told me to look out for it, that my agents would get it soon. So I uh, got the project and I started to read it and I fell in love with it. Uh, Initially, I said, what are the audition scenes I'm ready to audition? And I'm not sure if I even had to audition, but I wanted to. Um, So I put myself on tape. I sent it over. Um, Didn't hear anything. Pandemic hit. This was in like March. Didn't hear anything until the end of October. I get a phone call. I'm drunk off my ass. I mean, <laughs> completely drunk. It was the it was the 29th, the day before my birthday. Um, I had way too much to enjoy, which was fun. And I get a call saying they loved your tape. Uh, they want to make decisions this weekend. Can you send over one more scene by tomorrow? Well, tomorrow's my birthday and I'm drunk now. So, <laughs> and you're planning on rolling through the next 24 oh, yeah, hours. Yeah. Drunk wasn't stopping for like four more days. So right. I was, what am I going to do? So I studied, do not remember what happened at all. Put myself on tape, sent it in. And then two weeks later, Melissa, you will not believe this. I am back oh God. at Victoria's Secrets. <laughs> Can't make this up. Back at Victoria's Secrets, picking up some underwear. I get a FaceTime from my agent who says, you got the job. Are you ready to go back to work? Wow. And, and there, that's, that's how I ended up with the gig. I auditioned and Victoria's Secrets was a very large part of it. Well, I was going to say, I'm surprised now that that story's out there that they haven't offered you like, a commercial or a campaign like, hi, when you come and try on underwear, you might get a job. Like, this is can, a miracle place, not this just is, for the man you love, but yeah. for the job you can have. Exactly. I think, yes. I think you're missing out on that campaign. Well, you know what? This interview right here, I'm sending it straight over and I'll make sure you yeah. get your cut. I, you know what? Absolutely. I will be your agent. Um, other than Tyler Perry, who obviously is huge, you've worked with, and I've made a list of some of the biggest names you've worked with. Um, Cover Girl, huge. Oh, yeah, Procter & Gamble. 
Jennifer Lopez, Jamie Foxx. I mean, Chris Rock, Chris Washington. I mean, the list Zoe Saldana. You know, Zoe Saldana, I did one of my first movies. It was a small film called Premium. It was an indie. um, And it was with Zoe Saldana and Dorian Messick. And it was about a year before she did Avatar. Um, Really? Boy, did she blow up. Oof. Well, she was she was known to she was going she was going places. But I'll give you one name that you most likely don't have on the list. Who? Meghan Markle. (gasps) Oh, do tell. Do tell. I did a movie with Meghan Markle. I played a reporter. A uh, news reporter, and that was like a field on the field uh, reporting this crazy nuisance happening. And Megan was a part of the movie. And I didn't remember um, it until I started to see her face on suits. I'm like, why do I know this lady? And I come to find out I worked on a small project with her years before. And now she is the Duchess of Sussex. And like besties with Tyler Perry. Absolutely. Th- well, that's do you want the another? Yep. Do you want another piece of Meghan Markle trivia? Gimme, gimme, gimme. She was on Fashion Police. <gasps> was she? I could see her cute little freckles on there. Oh, I could see her. She was a guest on Fashion Police. Oh, I love. So I'm it. a little upset. I wasn't invited to the wedding, nor have I been to the compound in Santa Barbara. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, you and I could have gone together and didn't need plus ones. We would have been each other's plus one, but I exactly. don't think no, no one's ready for that level of fabulosity. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not fair, Melissa. It's not fair. No, so I don't it's think, not right. It's not right. People don't deserve that. So yeah. I can understand why they opted not to uh, send our invitations out together. Well, we would have outshone everyone. Absolutely. I mean, come on. Like nobody would have cared about the dress. No, for for what? You would have had Why? you and I. Exactly. And we would have been critiquing everyone's fashions. Exactly. But can you believe that she was on a guest on Fashion Police? That's awesome. Yeah. Still waiting for that invitation, at least to come visit. In yes, Santa, maybe you know. they'll have a, a summer cookout or something once everything calms down a little and bit. And you and I can be like, hey, we're remember here? us? Remember us? Yes. And then steal everything that isn't tied down. Absolutely. That has any kind of a logo or crest on it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That was like my mom. If it, it, she would come, I mean, she would be stuffing shit in her dress. Oh my God. No, no, no. I will not name the person uh, who did it, but I was at a huge studio opening and everyone that was anyone was there. I mean, you looked over and Mary J. Blige is standing next to you. It was crazy. And I remember being in the restroom and obviously it's a lady uh, all of the most amazing perfumes. It was like you were in Bergdorf. I mean, she kept taking everything and was dropping them in her bag. I'm like, lady, you can't steal the perfume there for the guest. Yeah, right. If, oh. it's, a, if it's available, it's ours. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know someone, um, a singer who's older now, that literally would walk through hotels and take the centerpiece out of the lot, the flowers out of the lobby. Like just pick up the giant boss and just walk out with it. It is recycling at its best. It is ingenuity. It is and if you're famous, you can get away with some of that shit. Absolutely. Why not? But would literally take like, you know how they have in lobbies of big hotels uh-huh. and just walk onto her tour bus with them. Great. I'm going to the Waldorf as soon as I leave. Yeah, exactly. Who's been your favorite to work with? Or who, okay, let me, 
Who made you the most nervous? Oh, both are the same people. The, my favorite person to work with and that made me the most nervous was Lynn Whitfield. Really? Yes. I did a scary movie with her where I was looking for a love potion for my husband to fall uh, in love with me. And he definitely did. A little crazy. But she played a um, soothsayer type of uh, spiritualist voodoo priestess. And uh, I was terrified. Just, I mean, it's Lynn Whitfield. Yeah, it's kind of huge. was Diane Carroll. So yeah. she was my my person I was most afraid and most excited to work with. And now she's my coach and coached me for uh, all the Queen's men. So that's amazing. That works out well. Yeah, it's very cool. That's that's, a, that's God, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. You've done hosting, acting, reality. I mean, seriously, everything. What's been your favorite which is the one that you always say, if I had to continue to do just one, what, which would it be? Uh, one thing oh, and producing. And I love producing. One thing that's not on that list is a mom. Well, I, we'll get to being a mom because everyone, I would say to you, they're like, what's the best thing you've ever done? I'm like, yeah. being a mom. It's, yeah, it's definitely being a mom. But when it comes to my job, you know, the best parts about my job is the entrepreneurship. It's just the fact that they're mine and that, if it doesn't serve me, I can leave that job and go to another one and not miss a beat, a cent, or a peace of mind. Um, so for me, it really is just the flexibility. I love acting. I love performing. I love comedy. I love my radio show. I love, my, I love it all. And so I, I don't love one over the other. I love the ability to kind of choose what I want to do and when I want to do it. Well, and that's people always say to me, if you could just pick one, I'm like, I can't. You can't. I can't. And how fortunate are we that we get the opportunity to do all this? Three to 5% of Americans actually do what they love to do for a living, Melissa. Can you believe that? I always always say to people, we're so blessed to be able to make a living in the world we've chosen to be in. Yeah. Now, but you brought up entrepreneurship. Your CBD line? Yes. Well, how um, did you get, but how did you discover CBD? How did that all start? Well, I discovered CBD because I've been a lover of THC. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just really truthfully, I am a student of Dr. Sebi, who is an amazing um, herbalist and a holistic healer. Um, and I learned from him as a child growing up and I always known that the body is meant and designed to heal itself and that the earth is for us to reinvent and to reinvigorate and to heal ourselves with it. So I tried to figure out what can I do that does not require regular pharmaceuticals for things that I need every single day, like insomnia. I travel a lot. It's very difficult for me to sleep. I'm a very light sleeper. I have migraines, chronic migraines. I'm a lady. So Auntie Flo comes every single month on time, sometimes early. So and sometimes when, with three children, not at all. It, it, it <laughs> could stop if it would like to. It could go back <laughs> over there. I'm but, you know, so what I started to do is really learn the medicinal properties of the different cannabinoids, which there are 131. 
We know of two, THC and CBD. You might have heard of CBG. Mm -hmm. It's becoming a little bit more popular. It's going to knock aspirin completely off the market. Sorry, Big Pharma. Um, But it's going to happen. And I just wanted to figure out a way to help myself, my kids, and my community uh, with things that didn't require them being pharmaceutical. Which is great. And now tell me about the line, though. So the line is called CBD, C-E-V-A-D. And um, I have tinctures, which basically help you rest well. They help with inflammation. CBD in and of itself, the component that's so amazing is that it helps with inflammation. It's anti-inflammatory. So if you have joint pains, muscle pains, arthritis, things that you're going to deal with every single day, scoliosis, so stuff like that take a tincture, drop it under my tongue. It tastes like absolutely nothing and you're good to go. Now, no, this is not a um, ambient. It will not knock you out to sleep. It is not that kind of a party. However, if you do have a hard time falling asleep or staying asleep, this gives you a sound sleep. And so I also learned very quickly that since it's an anti-inflammatory, it must work on the skin too, right? Right. And considering that we wake up and our face is puffy or under eyes from crying. So I formulated a skin cream called Radiance and it keeps your skin amazing. And I use it every day. I'm in love with it. And where can where can one purchase it? You can purchase it online at think T-H-I-N-K Siva D C-E-V-A-D. Siva, which rhymes with Eva. Yes, Eva, which rhymes with Eva. And last piece of my entrepreneurial uh, endeavors are my jewelry. Eva by Eva Marcel. I have everything. Where? Where is that? Eva by Eva Marcel. Go online. You can find me there. The link is in my bio on Instagram. It has its own site. But the fashions are absolutely amazing. I got Brandy just hit me up this morning about some new drops. Viola Davis is in love with my jewelry. So you would be amazed. Lizzo bought my whole collection, didn't even ask for anything for free, just bought it and started tagging. It's amazing. It's affordable. It's chic. It's called Eva by Eva Marcel. And I love everything Jade because it promotes happiness. Oh, I mean, that's, you're, I feel like you could be related to us because it's like you just, you go through whatever door opens. Oh yeah. Oh, the hustler spirit is definitely, uh, it's, it's, it's in us both. We're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. Let's talk about your kids. Mom of three, two of which very close together and one soon to be a teenager. Oh, boys. How many girls? How many boys? One girl. She's the one that's almost eight. And then two boys. We did those back to back. We initially thought we wanted five. That was absolutely crazy. That's insane. It's unreal. Like, could you imagine having five? I, I, it's hard to plate three plates for dinner. I can imagine five. Lord, no, I, I cannot. No. So and my wait husband, till the, and wait till the two boys start having conflicting schedules with like sports and oh, after school are, activities. Yeah. Marley has cheerleading today, a game tomorrow. The other one has aquatics. The other one wants to start golfing. I'm like, what do you know about golf, sweetheart? Let's get out of a diaper first. Yeah. Then well, we'll golf. Yeah. Well, you know, start them young. Yes. Uh, yes, ma'am. That's what start we've been doing. Young. So I love my little people. They are the light of my life. Um, if there's one thing I can get in life, it wouldn't be more money. It wouldn't be uh, bringing back people that have gone on to glory. It would just be more time in a day. Just a little bit more time to, to spend with my pa- my babies. 
And when they're young like that, I mean, my son's 20 now, so this it we still laugh. But it's like, what? I know, I know. Remember that little, little yes! thing? Yeah. I was pregnant on the red carpet. People still come up to me and go, oh, how's little Cooper? I'm like, little's 20 and 5'11". Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It goes really fast. It does. Although when you have two in diapers, it doesn't seem like it goes so fast. No, the three-year-old, thank God, is potty trained. And so we only have one in diaper who is starting to not uh, like being the only one in a diaper. So that's a good thing. And how helpful is your husband? Oh, my husband is Mr. Everything. I know there's a Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank. Well, my husband is Mr. Everything because he is not only a criminal defense trial attorney. Um, He's a former federal prosecutor. He was a senior advisor to the mayor of Atlanta. He also is a father of three who wakes up every single morning at 545, gets the kids up, dressed, feeds them, makes lunch, takes them off to school, comes home, works out, and then he's at court by 9 a.m trying to free whoever needs freedom today. I mean, that's insane. That's insane. He's not real. How did you guys meet? At a fundraiser. I just wanted free Kevin Hart tickets, to be honest. That's all. I (laughs) I just wanted a free show. And uh, the stipulations were, I'll give you tickets to go to see the Kevin Hart show if you come by the Mayor's Youth Scholarship Fund program. I'm like, all right, how long do I have to be there? A quick 20-minute obligation turned into an hour of smitten. And uh, now, seven years later, three years married, three years long distance, and uh, we have a happy little family. How, who pursued whom? So you were there for an hour. Who asked for the number? The truth is we were set up. So a, a, a friend basically told me that, you know, this guy would like to take you out to lunch. That same friend told him, hey, this young lady wants to take you out to lunch. She was setting us both up and come to find out uh, I wanted to take him out to lunch because he was delicious. I don't know what it was about him, but the moment I met him, it was one of those things where I didn't hit on him, Melissa, but I let him know that the door was open like Bruno Mars. Like, right. You can leave the door open. So if you want right. to come on into the West Wing, you are up. You can. And uh, he took the bait. He took the bait. At a girl. Yes. At a girl. Where can we watch and when can we watch All the Queen's Men? Yes. So you can watch All the Queen's Men right this second. It is streaming all 10 episodes on BET+. Plus. Get your popcorn. Get your wet towel and your dry towel. Make sure the kids are away. And you have a very <laughs> secure man because there's a lot that goes on. It is action packed. It is full of uh, sexy men. It's crime. It's drama. It's uh, a little bit of surprising humor, but it is an adventure and a nice escape in the middle of this crazy pandemic. Well, I adore you. I know what I'm going to be doing this weekend, which is watching. And I absolutely would love to have you back any single time. Listen, you tell me when and girl, I'm there and I'm loving that pillow behind you. Oh, thank you. 